Welcome back to the Across the Browns podcast. And for the first time ever, this is going to go on YouTube. So the YouTube show and podcast, as John always says on Across the Board podcast. Um, <laughs> it's been a while. We, I did a terrible job of you know trying to record this this season of course the first season the browns are good i decided to take that year off of podcasting <laughs> about them but um there's nothing right, to bitch about so right hopefully hopefully <laughs> i get better about it but um the off season is as stupid as it is sometimes more exciting than the real season i know that's so dumb to say out loud but the off season has so it's always so been much to offer um Really, this show's going to be short and sweet. We're going to talk about Browns players that need to come back that are free agents this year. We're going to talk about free agents that the Browns might want to look at. And then, you know, maybe what could be attacked in the draft if need be. Um, shout out to at Dog Pound. I mean, Hellhound, I think is at is Dog Pound East, right? Still? Yeah, Dog, Dog Pound, Pound East. East. Yep. Awesome mm-hmm. follow. Gave us the Gave us a yep. great question. So that's what we're doing. Hellhound, we're just going to answer your question. And um, <laughs> yeah, so John, I'm going to let you start because I'm gracious. Oh, what a gracious we host can, you are. We can start out with, you know, who the Browns need to bring back on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, <laughs> I mean, for the first time ever, I mean, you said it in the opening, you know, the, uh, actually had a, an A plus season, you know, so much fun throughout the year, uh, you know, made wild card, made the playoffs, won a game on the road in Pittsburgh, you know, had a shot to beat Kansas city. I mean, tough game, obviously, but whatever. So, so here we are, we find ourselves now, uh, you know, in the off season and I, with an eye towards free agency and, you know, we're focusing on offense today. And for the first time, like we're just looking around, going, we just we don't Please have don't sign anybody. Like there aren't a ton of needs. Like mm-hmm. no, it's just weird to, you know, every year it seemed like, I mean, basically every year from, what two thousand four and on, you were just like, they need everything. Like you can't fix this yep. in one year. They need line. They need a quarterback. They need receipt. You know, and now we're staring at it, going, I guess they should resign Richard Higgins. Like if it's cheap, because it's nice to have a really solid third receiver, but like I, if they wanted to forego that and like draft Kadarius Tony at 26 or something, I'd be like, okay, like I, I'm fine with that too. At it's, the age it's, and it's price point, situation. You're, you're taking Kadarius Tony over Odell Beckham Jr. At age and price point, Tony is n- not as good as Odell Beckham Jr. He might never be as good as Odell Beckham Jr. was in his prime. Yeah. Which we'll never really know how good Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be because he was plagued by terrible quarterback play and broken legs. And torn ACLs all suffered by the Browns, <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, Kadarius Tony, man, twenty, like how, if the, if he's sitting there at twenty six, yeah, the only way he's, you don't take him is if someone calls you and says, hey, yep, how about I give you four draft picks, and you're like, yeah, because we have two great receivers, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be nice if we got the Jordan, Lo- you know, because we're actually sitting in the spot that Green Bay was last year, or um, uh, who did they make that? trade with san francisco was 20 no duh, they lost the super bowl i can't remember whoever green bay went up and traded with uh this is where jordan love went last year so we're in the exact same spot where somebody you know um early second round team saying you know we need a quarterback we'd like to get one in the first round because then you get the fifth year option and everything so let's trade up that would be fantastic because again 
and I haven't gotten into, uh, you know, the draft prep, you know, this year at all. So, you know, that's coming, of course. But uh, Tony's just one of the names that I keep seeing that might be available around that time. And it's, you know, he'd be an interesting player. And I like him. He's definitely a, you know, Florida. Uh, he and um, uh, Kyle Pitts really stand out. Like you just you can't watch any Florida offense and not see the two of them just pop like on every other play. So here's realistically but, six quarterbacks may go before the Browns pick or like win the Browns. Like Lawrence, Wilson, Fields, Lance are all going to go in the first round. Mac Jones is going to go in the first round. If Kyle Trask sneaks in or someone wants to take a flyer with him mm-hmm. at the end of the first round, like the Browns have no reason to be drafting at 26 right now with how stacked their roster is. While like the sexy name is what you know will excite the fans, and maybe like you're definitely not getting the um, linebacker out of Notre Dame. I if I see that one more time, I might. Right. Um, right. No way. But like. I saw a mock draft where Quiddy Pay was available at 26. No, if he's it. available at 20, I'm trading up. <laughs> See, that like, might be, yeah, that might be one of the guys. Take, that might be, that's one of the guys you would do it for. We will, we will yeah. sell you, we will sell you players on the black market. You give us Quiddy Pay. Um, or like Jason Awa, he was available at 26 and a few I saw. Like if that, those are the only two I'm like, yeah, you have to, you, you have to absolutely Gregory was, however you pronounce that, Rousseau, Rousseau, um, good player, but I just have like a bad taste in my mouth with Miami players because mm. was it high? No, it's not Hightower. Was it Hightower? Well, he's Ooh. one of them. Yeah. Just drafting every, like, Oh, you went to the U? Oh, cool. Come on. Join the team. I've only yeah. ever liked one of them and he better stay forever. But, after the uh, uh, um, Andre Johnsons and uh, what's it called? That whole run at the end of the 2000s, the team, like the team Ohio State beat, was like an NFL team. Like in yeah. 2002, when they won the national, that team was like an actual. Everybody played in the NFL like the following season. It was just unbelievable. So, but yeah, since then they've they've definitely gone downhill. But but you never know. I mean, just because you know, like Kyle Pitts isn't going to be a bad tight end because no Florida tight end has ever been really good in the NFL. Like obviously that doesn't make any difference. So, but. Right. But I hear but, you. So what do you think then as far as the, you know, needs on like who who would you resign if you're Andrew Barry? Like who the most important, team? the person that I have already called and I said you're coming back here. Yep. He's already 26. Okay. He made under a million dollars last year, Kadero Hodge. I'm like I'm saying, okay. I'm giving you a 3-year deal. You're going to get, you know, let's let's we'll give you a 1.5 mil guaranteed. Like that you're not going to get better than that out on the market whatever you're still gonna have to be our special teams gunner which mm-hmm. you know he has good injury history so far so because that obviously is a dangerous position but just like you know we saw it in the um was it was it the Steelers game it was the Steelers playoff game where he came in he caught that huge one-handed pass on Baker's <laughs> throw behind now Hodge should have stopped earlier than he did Baker saved his life had the safety come up. The safety didn't come up, so it was all it was washed. But regardless, like good play all around. It's just nice to be able to throw a guy that's been around Baker for three years now. Just be like, hey, we need this. We need you know, OBJ's winded. We need you out on this play. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Then on like the flip side, you're probably only gonna have Mike Prefer for another year, maybe. Like other teams are gonna start wanting to look at him, especially after what he did to the Steelers. <laughs> um, and if he ever gets like a good punter and kicker combo, like 
something needs to be talked about. Jamie Gillen was awful this year. He really was. It was the most surprising thing of the entire season. Like, yeah, here's this guy who's bombing yeah, sixty he, yard punts and he's Scottish Hammer. So yeah. he was bad this year. Cody Parkey was better than average, but you can still improve there. But um, yeah, like I I think Kadero Hodge has to be your number one is my number one priority because special teams is way more important than people want to ever think. Um, and especially if you can get a special teams where you're actually like, like what the Patriots have done in the past, like you're winning games because of it. The, what the Ravens do, you're winning games right. because of field position and getting field goals and pinning people inside the five, letting miles Garrett, miles Garrett inside a, you know, the opposing 20 is terrifying to teams. Like, well, we can't really drop back because then we're on the 10 yard. Like, that kind of like just little nuances of the game happen because Kadero Hodge and we'll get to this when we talk about the defense, but like Tavier Thomas is my number one defender. You got us. You have to sign back because mm. yeah, he's not a good defender. He's terrible on defense. But him and Hodge as a combo on special teams have been so freaking phenomenal. The the just they're like, you know, city of Cleveland wants to be like, well, we're the hard work and like we earn this. Like you got to give more respect to Hodge and to Thomas and mm-hmm. those players like that, like Thomas. I mean, Thomas Carlson, all these special teams guys. That, mm. Yeah. Um. So, I think Hodge is very important, and I think Higgins. If you can get him to five or less a year, I would. I I would say that's a steal. Because say you sign him to a two or three year, five million dollar a year deal, which is what PFF assumes it's going to be. That's their, but you know. Right, like you, the market is inexact, like you said. Like we're we're never gonna know what someone's the Jacksonville Jaguars could come and offer him eight million a year or something, and you're saying I get the chance to go to Jacksonville play with Trevor Lawrence and I get eight million dollars a year. So you never know. Um, but um, you're right, though. I mean, even last year, we I mean we thought uh, we thought Conklin was gonna make eighteen nineteen million a year for sure. Like yeah. that was that was penciled in. You're like, yeah, he's gonna go somewhere and make eighteen nineteen as a, a very, very good right tackle and we got him for what, fourteen, fifteen? Yeah, so, but I'm not I'm not so sure that there weren't teams that offered him that. And you know, you oh, you that could you, be you sit in a room and you're like, Well, holy shit, I get to work with the best offensive line coach of my right. lifetime alongside, you know, all these these running like if you're an offensive lineman, forget the quarterback. If if you have two great running backs on your team, let alone one it's like sign me up just let me get just let me get up to the second level and it's you know i'm making my money but that's a really good point if you can side richard higgins to a two or three year deal where he's not handicapping you in some way or pigeonholing you yeah because obj and jarvis won't both be here for the next they we're talking 2023 season both of them are not still going to be here under this under these contracts right i'm not so positive if the Browns have another really good year that they won't be like, I mean, let's restructure. Let's make $10, $11 million a year piece. We have our money. Let's like, let's do like, this is out. Let's take, let's take the Browns to the next level and beat. It's the first team that wins a Super Bowl here. You're going to have six or seven trophies. And 40 years, you're going to look back and you're going to be like, this is the greatest team of all time. Cause it's just what small mar- small markets do. Like I hate to say it, but once this Stefanski, Barry, Baker, Garrett, Train all kind of like starts to fizzle out, unless you have, unless Baker Mayfield, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, or Tom Brady's type, Philip Rivers maybe, like 
this is this is like the team and there's going to be other teams but this is this is the most talent this team's going to have in uh, another what was it 40 years since Kozar and those guys 30 years yeah, just about so, late 90s yeah. or i mean i hate uh, to be so late negative 80s, early 90s. It, it's just you're in cleveland no. you're in the middle of the snow you don't have a dome yet if they get a dome it all changes Ugh. it really does players don't we want to play outside screaming <laughs> at the top of our lungs in 96 and 97 hey we're gonna get a team back you better build a dome you better build a dome yeah let's build an open air stadium oh great awesome will it be really now hard one player in the league goes sometimes? it ruins the atmosphere of the game like what the fuck? okay well now yeah. they're not coming to play for you so you can have you know. You can have Robert Jackson and uh, well, I never MJ Stewart when they're in a dome. Those are the worst games ever. I, you know, I, I only watch the outdoor Tampa Bay ones when there's a chance of rain. How fun for everybody! So, yeah. imagine it's if it was in Tampa Bay ridiculous. this year, that would be insane. Insane. Yeah, <laughs> but first time so, team ever. Um, outside of that, I mean, you know, Marvin Hall. People are going to say we need to sign him back. Name value, he's already 28. Like, you don't need him. Steven Carlson, he only made a half a million last year. If you can sign him back to something like that, I'd yeah. love to have him on hands team, and he's on the field goal unit. Um, well, and the and the real hope there is that you hope, like, Njoku can continue with what he's done, like, keep improving, right? And then, uh, like, Harrison Bryant, it was great this year. He looked really good um, in limited opportunities, um, especially when Hooper wasn't available. You really saw... Um, we saw Bryant step up in some of those games. So uh, I, think I, mean, I'm he, the, I think I'm the biggest Bryant and Hooper um, hater in the world. Have to be, but go on. Sorry. Yeah. No, like it just, it was funny listening to even like um, fantasy football, like Roto World and other, you know, when they would do their uh, free agency podcasts, like throughout the, or waiver wire podcast, like when Hooper was out. Every week, you know, three weeks in a row, they're like, you better go get Harrison Bryant if nobody owns him because he's going to play a ton of snaps and he'll be on the field. And he had a little stretch where he caught a couple touchdowns in a row. So he was pretty relevant. Um, and just, you know, for a rookie season at a, at a notoriously, you know, immensely difficult position to play in the NFL, right? Like like all these um, the the peak age for all these players, you know, running back is like 22, 23 and receivers like 25, 26, like tight ends, like 28, 29, like. It takes so long to learn that position, especially if you're not like an Evan Ingram who's never going to block, right? You're just like, just you're a receiver. Just go line up wide. It doesn't matter. But when you're a guy like Gronk who's like, yeah, no, you have, we need six offensive linemen this game. You're not catching a pass. Just stay in and block. Like it's hard as hell. So to get a, to get the season that you, that you got out of Bryant it's it's fantastic. So if Carlson ends up being a casualty because you're like, you know what, we'll just carry three tight ends, or maybe they're going to draft a fourth one in the sixth or, you know, whatever this year, that's fine too. But, but I, I think the, like the bottom line is this, like we are, this is a, a Cleveland Browns show talking about mm-hmm. the, the biggest needs that we should, you know, resign players from our own team that we should re- resign in free agency heading into the 2021 season. And we're talking about, Four string two special teamers and, special teamers and the four exactly exactly so we've arrived like this is it folks if you have been a browns fan for as long as i have and you can see all the gray hairs that they gave me and uh, also time and genetics and nature um but like this is it like this is the show that this is the, the show that i've always wanted to do and you have always wanted to hear as a fan well yeah. we're sitting around in, in early february going we should really resign some of these special teamers. Those are our biggest needs. Like that, this is crazy and so, so, so much fun to be doing right now. So, 
Yeah. I, I just, it's the best show ever. I mean, just because of the way you get to approach this and, and the reality of the Browns roster, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I would, uh, I'll end it on this. Uh, Kendall Lamb being signed back would not surprise me one bit. Oh, yeah. It's not that I think they would be fine. Damn cars. I think they'd be fine with getting young guys off the street. You saw it. Like, uh, the offensive line there is a, like a, a culture. This, I think this is going to be the first time like in a while where you see two years in a row the same offensive line as the best unit back-to-back years. Like, it's a really hard thing to do as an offensive line unit to be continuously good year in and year out because like, you're not just as good as your best player. You're as good as your worst player. So you have two, three, you have three, four. You have four legitimate all-pro players on your team. J.C. Treader is an all-pro talent. Mm-hmm. I, 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 there might not be an offensive lineman more overlooked than him. Let's keep highlighting Quentin Nelson because he yells and he screams and he's loud. But forget about J.C. Treader, who is just... I'm, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. Like... Joel Batonio is better than Quentin Nelson. So, uh, and you, this is unbiased because you're sitting here listening to me talk about how Rashard Higgins is not that good. So that's Mm -hmm. the last thing I wanted to end with is let's not get it twisted. Hollywood Higgins is awesome. He's a fan favorite. He's like a, um, he's a better Booby Gibson. Like everyone, if you're from Cleveland, you say Booby Gibson, everyone in the world that ever (sighs) is a Cleveland fan knows who he is, loves him because he had, 20, 30-point nights, and he could make it rain. And Higgins is a very talented receiver, but he lacks, like, the biggest thing that you need to be an elite receiver in the NFL, and that's speed. Like, he just doesn't have separation yeah, speed. can't separate, correct. Yep. Great hands. Yep. Great route running ability. But route running and speed are two very different things. Mm-hmm. So you can keep Higgins around, and I think you can – without being you have to say it in a much nicer way than this but like you can go to another system richard and you're not going to be this good because baker like you don't have a quarterback that's like baker looks for richard higgins which is a very rare thing to have as a kid out of colorado state that's already 27 like has no shot to be in the league and now here he is yeah so the only the only problem i have with richard higgins signing to a big deal with the browns like more than five million is that our second best receiver is also a guy who doesn't have separation speed which is weird because Jarvis has like breakaway speed but he doesn't ever seem to separate from guys and I don't know if that's because he is just so used to playing a style where he bodies off a lot of defenders and gets a lot of tight window catches I don't know what the deal is with Jarvis he's just a very weird character um but he's an elite receiver I know there are people out there in Brown's Twitter Brown's universe that think that he is not good Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of speculation yeah. about that. It drives me sure. absolutely bonkers. It's the same For thing sure. with Odell being too expensive. <laughs> He's making like six million more a year than Tyler freaking Boyd. He can get out of here. Get out <laughs> of here. So I like Richard Higgins. He's not what the Browns need next year. They need speed, speed, speed. But you know, if they resign Richard Higgins, maybe that's like you know we are you know. Seeing Jarvis Landry's taking a lot of hits. He's 27. Get paid a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't see any world where I would replace Jarvis Landry with Rashard Higgins, even if the price was you know 10 ish yeah. million. You know, Jarvis is one of the better blockers in the NFL. He's a leader, 
And if I see one more person on Twitter say, you don't pay for leadership, you don't pay for culture, the hell you don't. The hell you don't. If I have a receiver that's the only receiver in NFL history for the first seven years in the league to catch 70 receptions, the only, he has, he has like what, two or three records for like first five years fastest to get this, whatever. Like, we're not just paying Jarvis $14 million a year because he said it's contagious. Hey, you paid him $14 million a year because he was your best player on the roster when you signed him. You paid him $14 million a year because you need receivers to win in the NFL. You keep paying him $14 million a year because he's still a top 20 wide receiver in the NFL. And he's a goddamn leader. Like, yeah. he's the leader. He is the leader of this team. I Whoever said it on the last building, the Browns, it might have been Van Pelt, said Jarvis is the leader of this team. Like, if he were bad, yeah. you get rid of him. He's not bad. He's very good. Yeah, he's very good. Sorry, I just I have been no. really holding on that Jarvis rant because it's like the world needed to hear that. Thank God. you. God. And if I it, last thing about Jarvis, and we're moving on, John, to who we should sign sign in free agency, if anybody. Let's do it. Is I keep seeing, um, you know, we can't have Jarvis because he's he clogs up the middle of the field. He doesn't have speed. He doesn't have the separation ability. And that's all mm. fine and dandy. But you can't just put three burners out on the field. Like you have to use the middle of the field, and that's gonna op- like you want Austin Hooper. He can't get open. He needs to sit in the middle of the zone. So he's gonna stay in the middle of the field for you, or like you know, unless he's doing those cute little block split out like he did a couple times this year and got wide open. Jarvis is gonna eat up the middle of that field. He's gonna eat up the middle of that zone. He's gonna go up against linebackers. Well, he'll win one on one every single time. So then you get a burner. And then you have OBJ. OBJ is one of the best players in the NFL on yards, 15 yards and in. He's just one of the best. I don't care what his numbers are. His separation ability is one of the best in the NFL. And it was like the, the, the best in the NFL for three years. Okay, I get he's coming off an ACL tear. I don't give a damn. Kevin Durant, seven foot tall, playing the best basketball of his life, off the, rupturing his Achilles off the planet of the earth. So you get OBJ, who is a deep threat, who can eat up the middle of the field, who can give you short routes. You have Jarvis, who's not going to be a deep threat. He's going <laughs> to eat up the middle of the field. He's going to get you those third and six, third and sevens, whatnot. Then you have a burner. That's why you need mm-hmm. speed. That's what we're talking about, speed. That's where Rashard Higgins doesn't fit in this offense, but it's hard to say you want to get rid of him because the numbers don't lie. He's very good with Baker. Like Jarvis is a slot, a slot receiver. He is the perfect slot receiver. Like I, 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 I just don't get it. You don't have to pay your burner fourteen million dollars a year. You can pay your slot fourteen million dollars a year. Jarvis is producing for what he's worth right now. Like he is putting up the numbers to, that say I equal this worth. <sighs> so I'm done hmm. seeing it. Don't okay. miss me with that. Miss me with that bull crap. I'm done with it. Oh, uh, did you watch? Uh, you watched the Daily Show? <laughs> no, I didn't. But Trevor I love Trevor Noah. Noah. Yeah, he just he kept saying that the other day. It's the first time I ever heard it. Really? Like, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty well, funny. They usually say miss me with that bulb, whatever, but I'm trying to curse yeah. less. Not doing a great job of it. It's um, the Brown show, man. We gotta curse. It's right. the Brown show. So there's my there's my piece on the whole Jarvis yeah. thing. I might try to clip that up and put that on Twitter so people can know where I stand on that. But John, Dude. without further ado, now that I've yep. shut my freaking trap, hmm? are there any players in the free agency world that you I'll make it even more interesting. Or maybe like a player that 
this you don't have to answer this, but if there's like a player that you notice throughout the year, whether it be through fantasy or just watching the games like we do, and they're like the third or fourth option on a team, like wide receiver, and you're like, I just think that he would be like a nice trade him for a fourth round pick, fifth round pick, that kind of like kind of like we did with Taiwan Taylor, who great trade for what like a six round pick. You get that speed. He just hadn't panned out, but uh, yeah. Any player like in particular that you think the Browns would just they would mesh perfectly? So it's a this guy's a little more, um, you know, not quite as uh, third fourth guy on the on the depth chart sort of player. But I don't think he's necessarily like a, a pure number one either. Um, and <clears throat> he's got one game suspension to deal with at the beginning of next year. But I mean, it's hard not to like a guy like Will Fuller for a team yeah. like we have, where if you could get. Um, like PFF pro football focus has them projected for five years, 17 and a half million. So it's 25 guaranteed. It's an 87 and a half million dollar, you know, um, towards your entire, you know, cap, um, or sorry for the entire contract. But, um, but I mean, you, and I don't know how realistic that is. Look, I realize, you know, Jarvis and, and OBJ. And, and so this might be a little bit of speculation and just, you know, wishful thinking, but, but that like, is, if you're looking for speed, I mean, he's, he's not yet 27 years old. We know he can fly, you know, health has been a problem, but he stayed healthy last year. He just had that, you know, the, the PED suspension or whatever, um, which was for, you know, some supplement that he was taking. He didn't know he was taking. So what, you know, for whatever, I don't know if that's true or not, but at least that's what he said. Um, but I think that's an interesting guy because it does, you know, like when you were just talking about the Browns offense and Landry and, and Hooper and things like that, like you really, you do have to find a way to, and it's not like every defense that saw the Browns last year was like, let's just play man because none of these guys can separate. But at some point you do need to be able to like have a guy that's just uncoverable. Like, and I'm not saying Will Fuller is Calvin Johnson or something. You know what I mean? Like he's you not can't some, just, you, but in a man off in a man defense, you can't right. just be like, okay, go match up with him one-on-one. Right. It's and maybe realistic. it's more complex, like in teams that play match uh, where you play man on one side and zone on another, like where that's the that's the remedy for the Browns. We have to man up on the fuller side, but we zone up the other like. But that's not, you know, a foolproof concept, obviously. And it's that's a hard as hell. It's the defense that Saban runs. And actually, my brother, uh, they run it too, uh, Kent State. So but, um, you know, but you have to be really disciplined and know what the hell you're doing. And, yeah. and it's just, it's another weapon on offense. So, so yeah, that might be a little more than, you know, higher echelon type guy than what you were asking, but that that's just one of the names like Allen Robinson, of course, in a perfect world, Allen Robinson would be a Cleveland Brown. Like that's amazing. He's obviously the best receiver available. That's not going to be like Godwin might be that, which I don't necessarily agree with, but he's going to get tagged by Tampa. He's not, he's going to be a Buccaneer next year for sure. Robinson is not going to be a Chicago bear. So, but yeah, Fuller kind of maybe a, a pie in the sky guy, but that would be interesting. How about okay. you? Anybody that well, I'll give you a you? pie in the sky guy too. And Ooh. I don't think this, I don't think most people like realize this guy is going to be a free agent. Yeah. Um, and when I was reading the prediction by PFF, I actually like double took, I was like, what, what? But, um, Marvin Jones jr. Is okay. said to be a free agent this year. He's 31. Um, so, He's not going to be the mismatch weapon. Yeah, like I'll just, they say he's not going to be a mismatch weapon or a number one receiver. The Browns don't need that. Um, so it says here they predict that Jones will sign a three-year, twenty-seven million dollar or nine million dollars a year average, whatever. And they think they say the Browns are going to sign him. So I don't know where that fits in. It's, I, I'm very confused really? by that. 
So here's here's a little fun thing for you. You get OBJ and Jarvis to knock off two to three million dollars a year of restructure. Um and you pay Marvin Jones that nine million dollars a year. You ship Austin Hooper back to his mom's house and say, We don't ever want to see you again, your most overpaid freaking player in the NFL. What? Getting Njoku on that starting lineup. Like as good as your Landry take was a minute ago, your your Hooper take is is equally as bad. What God. what are you even talking about right now? Keep going. There's no way in the world someone watches the Browns or football and thinks truthfully to themselves, this Austin Hooper kid's better than David Njoku. Right? No oh, way. Way better. No. Way no. better. You're lying. So you're lying. You, you're lying to make me mad. Point point out the 85-90 catch season that Njoku's had in the uh, NFL. Just point that out real fast. What year was that again? I can't remember. Was it 2016? No, 2028? You know, I don't think he's ever had that. That's so weird. So right now, Austin Hooper has been a better tight end in the NFL than David Njoku. Now you Whoa. can think John, John, wait. Oh, I know That's where fine. that I know where that 80-90 catch season was. Where was it? Uh, is up Freddie Kitchen's ass while Austin Hooper was busy not being able to get open but luckily he had the zone wide open in the middle of the field because julio jones and calvin ridley had all eyes on them that's where it was because i forgot austin hooper can't get open he couldn't outrun a freaking john deere lawnmower and yet he's he's better than david njoku so he's gonna somehow see this and just like rip me listen i i hate when people rip players (laughs) and i don't obviously think austin hooper is the worst player in the nfl austin uh and and david njoku since you're clearly both watching uh don't forget to like and subscribe thank you we appreciate it all right go ahead buddy sorry chief if you call me i will be your butler i will rub your feet every night i'll be there for you just Um, know jordan elliott calls after that he's gonna leave your ass in a heartbeat so yeah he's been He's been cold. Um, no, but <laughs> I just think, uh, I, I mean, if you think I'm crazy, whatever. Yeah. Like, Austin, what is Austin Hooper in a nutshell? What is, he, what is his best attribute? I'm not being a smart aleck. Just what Austin Hooper is there to. Oh, just being a big body, box out, like, be, you know what I mean? Like, right. it, it, find a soft spot in the zone, maybe sit down. And even if it's, like, man coverage, if he can box a guy out, like, he's got reliable hands. But right. That's really well, he's he not didn't have hands. reliable hands this year, but I, I thought about it more after the season, after all of his drops, especially in the Steelers games at the end of the year. And here's what I thought. Gotcha. I think part of that, because what, what, every player that comes to the Browns that has catch issues... I, I honestly God think it's because of how fast Baker's velocity is on the ball. He, it could be because he does have a hell of an arm. That's for sure. I mean, but, he, um, he, he has no says, concept. Everything is coming in a thousand miles an hour, whether this, it's a deep ball yeah. or a or a pass to the running back. You better be ready. The Steelers game, Hooper had three drops. They probably aren't going to count all three because one of them was hit by the defender after it was been both of Hooper's hands on in the end zone. It was the corner front corner of the end zone. Um, he just like. I don't know. For how much he's getting paid, you can't drop. You just simply cannot drop passes. Oh, right. But I agree. I agree. So here's my reasoning as to why... I, before the season, I did like the Hooper signing because it's nice to oh, have like another weapon. I'm just joking. I still like Cooper, mm-hmm. but in retrospect, hindsight's always twenty twenty. people, so obviously, whatever. Take this with a grain of salt. David Njoku just fits this offense better if you're going to have Jarvis Landry on your team because Jarvis Landry and Austin Hooper have like a, a very similar like 
a very similar skill set outside of the fact that Jarvis Landry can get open in a one-on-one situation. Austin Hooper just does not have that ability whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, he was good in the end, the red zone this year, but like it wasn't ever, I'm just going to beat you. It was always, I'm wide open because of a tight end screen. So I still think in a vacuum, you give me David Njoku and Austin Hooper in the red zone, I, I still like David Njoku better if you're not doing screens and gadgets, whatever, to get Austin Hooper wide open. That's that's what it all comes down to. Is like the physical ability of David Njoku is something you will not find again. For people are going to say Michael Pitts, but like Michael Pitts is not David Njoku's size. Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey does not move like David Njoku. Travis Kelsey just has some of the best route running and hands we've ever seen at tight end position. Like David Njoku is an anomaly. It will be a while until we see a tight end like him again. Well, T.J. Yeah. Hawkinson is kind of a lot like him, but they're the same age. So, like once, like T.J. Hawkinson's also David Njoku's size, and they move the same. Hawkinson's a little smaller, but like Njoku's an absolute physical specimen. So I just wish they wouldn't have went out and spent fourteen million on a tight end yet. Like that, I don't know. It just, but this is this is awesome. We're arguing over like, yeah, we're we're too good at a position. We right. we have three players that can play in an NFL level at that position. So that's a really good point, but absolutely having Austin Hooper and Jarvis Landry and OBJ, this negates the fact that they can have Marvin Jones jr. I don't know how they think this will work. Jones is going to, he's 30. I I don't, we're not signing a 30 year old receipt, 31 year old receiver. No, not to a three year deal. If he wants to come for one year, if he wants to play for a year for us, you're not taking Marvin Jones jr. For a year on this team. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Well, I guess, wait, I guess we like, couldn't because Baker's better. He, Baker's worse with OBJ on the field. It doesn't move the needle. I guess that's, I guess, but that's the whole point of this. We're not, there's no signing. Like, they're not going to go get Allen Robinson. So there is right. no signing that's going to be like, whoa, did you see who they got? Like, you know, like how you felt when you saw, when your phone well, lit up and they were like, the Browns are trading for Odell Beckham. You're like, holy shit. I'll, are I'll you remember serious? I remember where I was the rest of my life. Yep. And too. that's why I hope he comes back this year. And oh yeah i I don't know how how much i can stress this to people that watch football obj has not been bad for the browns baker mayfield has been bad with obj on the field that's not on that's not on obj yeah they just need to figure out you know it's just chemistry and time and other stuff the more i thought about it like baker obviously like snapped into aaron Rodgers the minute obj went down which doesn't help my case at all like literally the minute OBJ went down, he's like, okay, I'm not going to miss another pass. And I'm also going to get four touchdowns and win the game. But my thing is like OBJ and Baker played in this system for seven games together. No off season, no training. Like he is, it's, and OBJ w- was not bad last year. He was good. He wasn't great. Like he should be. He was, but he was good last year and he was good this year. Like he's put up good numbers. Mm-hmm. So, um, where was I going with this? Oh, I think that there might be a splash signing on defense, which we'll go over when we go over the oh, defensive side of the show. Yeah, and it's yeah. not gonna be JJ Watt. The, quit it with the JJ Watt crap. No, I'm not giving up draft picks for a guy that's gonna tear his pec week one. God. <laughs> when I can okay. give you a much better option who might be okay. on the free market. Ooh. If they say, if they pick him up, yeah. yeah, like it's it's Von Miller people. I'm all yep. over Von Miller right now because yep. he's better than JJ Watt at this point in their career too. I said that, and he had his best season under Joe Woods. I said that he's never played against, he's never played with someone as good as, um, as as good as Miles Garrett. Yeah, like Von 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 Miller on this team gets ten sacks. His his injury was not like a 
anything like J.J. Watt's ever been through. I'll tell you what his injury was right now. If the Broncos were contenders, John, he played this year. <laughs> that's that's as simple as it was. Hmm. He ha- he went and got second opinion. Like it's just a smart business business decision. Hmm. So, yeah, that makes sense, right? But that so, that might be a splash signing. But if the, if the Broncos sign him back, it's a death wish for both player Blair and the team. That right. team's not winning, and he's not winning again with them. They have to they have to get a quarterback on that roster fast because they have a lot of weapons. Yeah. Um, uh, Drew Locke's better than Baker Mayfield, though, remember, because recency bias is freaking awesome. So Baker Mayfield's a top-five quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> I'm roasting everyone. I'm not just going to roast you if you're a fan. Like Everyone gets roasted, even Browns fans. So this is the real reason why we need to do at least a weekly show because all these – like this is pent-up rage for like four months for you. Right. Like, and and a lot of it's recent. I know the Jarvis Landry thing is a recent thing, but like I could have just straightened you out with the Austin Hooper over David Njoku thing months ago. Like we don't have to have right. this conversation now, but you hadn't had a, the opportunity to vent this out. So yeah. I hear you. So, but um, um, but yeah. Okay, so real quick, I'll give you my two realistic options that fit this Browns offense very very okay. good. Um, and it's like this always seems to happen. You take a division rival player, and they, you know, um. They play it. good because you play them twice a year. You got two wide receivers down in Cincinnati that are old, they're experienced, not AJ Green. They're old, they're experienced, they're quick. One of them, Al Erickson, can play special teams for you as well. This guy is just like the word shifty gets thrown around a lot. That's the only word to describe describe Alec Erickson. Um he's fast, he's quick, but John Ross is twenty seven years old. He's not making more than $4 million a year because that's what he's making right now. Sign this man to a one-year prove-it deal. Brashad Perryman, send him on his way like we did because you can get a player like John Ross in the draft that's actually good. Speed does not always equal greatness, okay? Uh, I say this Obviously. even though if you go look at my mock draft, which is on the website, which I can link it in the description oh. of this podcast below. And do. the third round, I had the, um, I had the Browns taken – Schwartz out of Auburn, who is not a good receiver, but he's the fastest player in college football, and I would say he would break all of John Ross's records except for maybe the 40. I mean, he's just like, he ran a 10-1 100-meter dash in high school. Like, he's the fastest player in Whoa. college football. Um, he was... Jesus. He, but the Olympics is like nine, they run nine second hundreds in the Olympics typically. Yeah. Like that's that's incredible. And if you Holy watch, shit. like, John, once you go watch his tape, you're going to be like, why is this kid not talked about? And it's because... Bo Nixon sucks. <laughs> like this guy's mm-hmm. not going to do anything for you, but oh. get open down the field. Bo Nix. Bo, Bo Nix. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. Richard Nixon oh, sucks too. Um, yeah, Richard Nixon was the worst. Schwartz <laughs> is going to get wide open for you down the field, which so I guess I'll talk about my draft pick as well. Um, but he's not a good. He's not a good football player right now, which is a big risk. But he's um, tall. He's like six two, I think. He's the fastest player in football, and. You, you, this is like not something that you should draft someone off of, but he gets to learn from Jarvis and OBJ. Like, that's going to make you a better player so, almost instantly. I had never heard of this kid until I started digging in. Okay. Um, the And the John Ross call, I, I'll say this. Like, if you... Uh, like if if their if their thinking is aligned like ours clearly is, and Will Fuller is like maybe a target, but eventually they're just like, look, we don't want to pay him fifteen yeah. million dollars a year. Like it's not worth it. John Ross is arbitrage, uh, Will Fuller. Yeah. Like 
just go get John Ross, sign him for a yeah. third of the, this, you know what I mean? It won't even be anywhere near what Fuller will make, obviously. And if you can get one season out of him with just some speed, like yeah, he was great. If he, he was, if he turns in a nice 55 catch season and you're like, look, this kid's a, you know, yeah. we, let's keep him another year or two. Great. If not cut, him he was a wide receiver you know, one or two, one slash two for most of his time in Cincinnati. That's not what he is. He is, he needs to be at, at best the third option. And yeah. this is so simple. And, and healthy. You get John Ross. You get Schwartz. You get Demarcus Robinson's also a free agent, but he might pull a little bit more than he's actually worth, especially if he has like a catch or two in the Super Bowl. And it, oh, wait. I don't think he's going to play. Isn't he on the COVID list? I think oh, he's out. That sucks for him. That really well, sucks. It sucks for him, but it could be good for everybody else who's going to save a couple bucks signing him because he won't have yeah. a big Super Bowl. Second of all, they're. Most there's no way they're gonna pay Sammy uh, Watkins. <coughs> excuse me, Sammy Watkins again. Yeah. So that might be the incentive to for them to sign, uh, yeah. resign Demarcus Robinson. Um, the other one I forgot about, which I've uh, I wrote about him in my free agency article. I just for, I almost hmm. went too fast. Damier Bird. I mm-hmm. um, almost did an Arizona Cardinals podcast before I started podcasting. I almost got into a network and they needed a Cardinals podcaster, so I started like preparing for it and like. The more I watched, oh, no it, he's like Rashard Higgins for the car. What Rashard Higgins was for the Cardinals, obviously Rashard Higgins has had more success in the NFL, but like just beloved by the whole city. Mm. Obviously, he went to New England this year and it didn't work out. He still had a decent year, not anything special. Yeah, but they just they couldn't throw the ball to anybody. He ran like a four two eight or something. Um, he so Bird did wow, yeah, like him or Ross or Erickson. Like these guys are going to be your third, fourth option. Their only job. Their only job is going to be to make sure that OBJ and Jarvis aren't getting doubled, shadowed, like triple teamed all the time. Because these are not guys that you can just say one-on-one with. Like a couple times if John Ross goes up against a a good, decent cornerback, he's going to get tossed and get thrown off his balance and there won't be time for him to get down the field. But like takes one time on a drive, one time in a game. For him to blow by you, and he's going to. He's faster than everyone in the league, um, right? So that's just the kind of stuff. That's what the Browns need. You don't need a deep threat to worry about unloading the box for Chubb and Hunt because they run against a loaded box anyway, and it works. So like, you're not going in getting a deep threat specifically to open up for Chubb and Hunt because you know they can do it with a loaded box. I would say the number one priority is to one Baker Mayfield has a deep has a good arm. Very good deep throw. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. open it up for OB. You got to make OBJ's life easier. Like he's the number one receiver, but he's coming off a torn ACL. Like he shouldn't have to be getting double teamed every single play and then get scrutinized by the media and fans and stuff. So that's 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 the type of talent that the Browns need to be going after on offense. That's the most important. It's just a, a, a speed, not a deep. There's just speed in general. Speed, open up the yeah. field. Play the sideline yep. to sideline. Stop playing between the hashes so much, which that's what they had to do. But. Well, you're going to like me saying this, but uh, you're not wrong, Chandler. Thank you. You're not wrong. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Thanks, Padawan. Now that I understand what that means. Uh, you're the Padawan, kiddo. Right. So Padawan's just yeah. a Jedi in training, right? It's a, the learner. Correct. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Jedi cool. in training. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so let's close it out on that. Uh, so you just started watching the Star Wars movies. Did. You've never seen them before. Twitter's You've loving them. You've seen episodes. 
you've seen episodes one, two, three, and Solo, right? The Solo, you know, Solo movie, the Solo Solo movie. Yeah, um, I watch Rogue tonight. What do you think? So best uh, best moment so far for you in in the first, oh, you know, those four movies that you've seen. Okay, I'll go through each movie the best moment, and you might have to correct me because one and two, honestly, like one and two just jumbled up because they were both like pretty bad. Like other than Qui Gon being dead in the second one, both of them like first in my one. mind, Qui Gon. Okay, well, I mean, like he's not in the second one. That's why I meant. Oh, he right. He's not a Qui Gon. Like was Good in call. the first one, not in the second one. Other right. than that, everything's like. And you guys all know the battles, the names of the battles and stuff. Like the battle where Jar Jar Banks and whatever species he is, what is he? Oh, he's a Gungan. Okay, Gungan. He's a Gungan. Yeah. When, yeah. when the Gungans fight yep. the. Uh, droids that was just a terrible fight and i have people on my mentions saying that it was a good fight i'm like that was not but first movie the greatest scene i think would have to be so we don't see yoda fight until the second one right mm-hmm. okay so first scene first movie best scene was probably it's it's just i mean it has to be the pod racing the first movie really kind of sucked probably just the yep. pod racing um maybe anakin leaving his mom like just like the whole aura of like Mm. they went there this uh, you know and qui-gon was like this this kid's the chosen one and then she says i didn't have a father you're like oh anakin is jesus um correct two although yeah go ahead you're gonna have to remind me of his name the old ugly dude that like literally for no reason would just like start shooting lightning at people (laughs) it's like i saw a meme about that and I didn't get it. Like it was like a couple months ago, and then my mm-hmm. friend just resent it to me today. He's like, "Do you get it now, Dooku?" He's like, "Nobody." Oh, count Dooku. absolutely yeah, nobody yeah. at all. Dooku right. for no reason. It's a kid squeezing a Kool Aid jammer, so there's red stuff shooting everywhere. Because he's always just like, <laughs> ah, "Oh, is terrible acting." But Yoda, Lee, so good. Yoda so good. walking up slowly. I did not know Yoda fought people. I thought Yoda was always just like backwards i talk or whatever <laughs> and that was the only thing he did and yoda is just did, like yeah. gets that stuff shot at him and he drops his walker and he's like much to learn or he says it backwards like much to learn padawan dooku yeah and it's much like much to learn have you. yeah as this guy's like one of the most deadly forces <laughs> in the entire universe and yoda's oh. just like well i've been alive for didn't know he was a thousand like 900 until my friend told me but mm-hmm. um so him him battling was freaking fantastic TV. Like the, that was the only fight scene in that movie where the fight scene was like decent because Dooku versus Anakin where he loses his arm. The scene where Anakin like swipes down, cuts off the lights, and they're just like showing each other's faces, but they're yes. not moving. I hated that. Yes. I thought it was terrible. I'm like, I'm so okay. uncomfortable because Dooku's like this, and then Anakin's like... <sighs> Like back and forth, and he cuts off his arm. But then Yoda comes in, and Yoda's like jumping around, moving. So that was yeah. that was awesome. I don't even remember how. Oh, yeah. Dooku gets away. I was like, I don't remember how he dies that way. Yeah, but yeah. And then Yoda's like, I need back. to go into exile. Like, yeah, because you should have right. been able to know that they were building a droid army. Whatever. That that movie was definitely that was good because of that. The, the first the first three movies, the Jedi just spend the entire three movies going. We don't know anything. Yeah. Not we. All this stuff is happening. We're supposed to know everything. We don't know anything. Right. We're surprised by everything that ha- every plot point in those movies. It's it's yeah. ridiculous. And then the third movie, the best part was, <laughs> so, on this podcast, apparently John had told me before that Anakin was Darth Vader. Well, when we did that, I, like I didn't even remember that. 
didn't know who Anakin yeah, was, was at the ago. time. And I thought Darth Vader was just like a robot. So that's awesome. That's how smart I am. Right. I thought he was a robot. I, I don't know. Well, it kind of is. Like, like, I didn't think I mean? there a was a human is. behind him. I got you. I got so you. So that was all so confusing. But the best scene was, and I told John, I can't look up fan theories. I can't talk to people. I've seen three of the original nine, and it's the ones that started in 2000. So I'm all over the place. <laughs> um, But I'm watching them in chronological order, and... Mace is battling Sidious. And like at first, right after Mace Windu doesn't kill Sidious, I thought, why didn't he just kill them? But then I thought more like Sidious wouldn't have let him kill him. Like Mace Windu was coming out of that situation dead no matter what, because Sidious is far more powerful than Windu was. He just wanted to see if Anakin would turn. So here's my theory. That's a good point. When Anakin ended up killing Windu, which Windu was the uh, lightsaber I had when I was younger. So I was the only kid with the purple oh, lightsaber. Cool. You had the purple one. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. Very cool. And I remember my dad always walking around when I was swinging my purple lightsaber around with my brother being like, mother. And I never got it. I thought he was just always like yelling at me because I didn't know who Samuel Jackson was. And now like it's all starting to click when like in the middle of the second movie, I'm like, I, I'm so oblivious because I'm trying to learn all this. That's Sam freaking Jackson. But anyway. <laughs> So that was funny. Um, That's great. <laughs> uh, so he kills Windu, and then he did it for a good reason. Like I would have done the same thing in that situation because I'm a pretty greedy person, and I don't want the people around me to die. But I think what's the matter is the dark side just takes over him. Like I, I guess this might be wrong, and I'll find out at the end of the movie when I can read about fan theories and stuff like that. But I think the dark side is almost like not the same, but it's kind of like um, if an evil spirit took over you, like to a lesser degree like you don't want to do these bad mm. things but then like you see it when anakin sees obi-wan in the lava area whatever that area is that specific area is called his eyes flash oh. like red yeah, and i obviously there's like planet. there's lava so like part of that's red but like his pupils change like everything about him is like this is not anakin and i'll right. specify this right now anakin's my favorite character still obi's right below him i still like anakin guess i'll see how much he does as Darth Vader and he killed a bunch of kids. But I, my theory is that like Sidious is not controlling Anakin like a robot, but like Anakin wanted to do this just so he could save the thing. The only thing he loved, he only had allegiance Mm -hmm. to one thing in the earth, but like, I mean, it's like witchcraft or like, you know, spirit, evil spirits. Like, Possession. Like, yeah. You put it, that's a great way to put it. Like, so that's my theory on it so far. I guess we'll figure that out. I'm excited to see if Sidious ever dies or if he's just like Darth Maul. That was my favorite part of the fourth movie. Like Darth Maul coming back, Han and Chewie being this awesome, so awesome. duo. Yep. And then my theory for the solo one, this, this one is, I, I, I'm on one here, people. The woman, I don't know who she, I don't, I don't remember her, what her name was. Han's girlfriend thing. Yeah, I can't remember either. Friends with benefits, what they were. <laughs> um, she did not want to leave Han. Like, she did not want to do that. But she's like, this is Darth Maul. She's probably watched him murder hundreds of thousands of people. Because she's worked for him for, what, like three years or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think she took off because you see her turn around and cry when she sees Han. Like, does that choke up thing when actors like act like they don't want to cry um so like yeah i i 100 think she didn't want to leave han 
But she's like, what is that? Hmm. Well, um, John's network just went bad, so we'll see if that comes back. Wait, John, it says poor network connection. If you talk through the Google thing, it'll still work for now. Yeah, I can hear you now through this, but I can Yeah, I don't know what's going on with yeah, this. Yeah, so. I, I just basically said that, um, yeah, my theory is that she didn't want to leave him. Uh, she had to, or else she knew he would die by Darth Maul. Okay. But, yeah, I don't know. Gotcha. Depending on what Julia's doing, I might watch Rogue tonight, because I've been excited to get back into it, but... Yeah. So is that, is that it? did we just end it? That's it then? <laughs> no, I I didn't end it. Then the the, the oh. connection just went oh. bad. They can okay. still they can still hear us though. So okay, that's good. Well, yeah. if you wanna, you can always uh, what's it called just go back and you know like record yourself finishing your thought on the. Oh, it's the still like board. it recorded me because I'm not recording through the internet. Like I'm. Oh, rec- okay, good. Oh, yeah, good we'll be we'll end. be just fine. Other than me saying, oh, John's connection just cut out, but. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, we don't need to hear oh, yeah, you it's anyway. Not on my end. No, that's this is uh, no. I have no. It's fine. This computer's on. That the. No, I don't think it was you. I think it was just Skype. Just yeah, probably. our network connection went bad. But yeah, so I've enjoyed it so far. Um, I would say I'm a right, fan. That's awesome. I am excited to become. A super nerd of it, though, as I do most things. No, that's really cool, and yeah, like you're, um, you're getting into like the really. I'm, I'm glad. Like, again, the order you watch them in, I, I can see the argument for, you know, the way Mike was talking about. But the one good thing about what you just did is, like, you, you salvaged. I don't know why I can't hold my phone today. Um, you did like you managed to come up with one good reason to like like the the first three movies because. Had you seen four, five, and six? There's nothing good about them. Like they look like shit. The characters are not funny. Like they're annoying as hell. It's not like the Star Wars at all. It's such a departure. And then you know, like you know, Anakin's going to be Vader. So you're just waiting for it to happen. You know, Luke and Leia. You're just waiting for this stuff to happen, and they yeah, don't present it mind. in a fun or interesting way. So at least you got like something fun and redeemable out of it. That's really cool. Oh so good gosh. for you. Austin Hooper is your. Episode four, five, six, and David and Joku is my episode one, two, three. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's actually true because episodes yeah. four, five, and six are inarguably better, so that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so. yeah, I shouldn't have said anything. You're too witty. And he had, uh, I should have cleaned that up on the on the show. He, I didn't know that he had seventy one catches in twenty eighteen for six hundred sixty yards, and then the the big year, the next year, he had seventy five catches for seven hundred eighty seven yards. So and six touchdowns, he just had he had ninety seven targets. That's the number I keep getting confused with. But he had a shit ton of targets. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So, anyways, very cool. But uh, yeah, that's awesome, dude. Well, I'm excited. I hope you guys do watch Rogue One tonight because it's a lot of fun and you're really gonna like it. So. Yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, Especially because I don't know any of the actors in it, so I'm just I'm not just. Don't read anything about them. Well, I want to go in completely surprised. You'll, you'll recognize the main girl just from other stuff. Like you'll you'll be like, oh, I know who that is. You probably have never seen her in anything. But and then, I'm, and I'm not saying anything because uh, I want you to have fun with it. But oh, 
the one the one main guy he's you, you see him pretty early on you'll recognize him too um and then donnie yen's character is just fucking phenomenal like it's uh the droid in this movie is a lot of fun he's really cool donnie yen's character is amazing like there's a lot of good stuff coming up for you um and then and pretty much everything good is coming up i've already watched all the bad stuff uh you're one and two yep it's gonna yep rogue one four five five's the best movie they've they ever made uh Six is cool too. It gets shit on a lot because of the Ewoks and stuff, but it's it's still good. Like it's not a bad movie or anything. So, and then Force Awakens. I'm not gonna say anything. They're all they're all fun. I, I didn't really care for Rise of Skywalker, but just because the story had problems, but it was still fun to watch in the theater, and I enjoyed it the first time. So, there's not a bad movie left. Like you're just gonna everything from here on out is uh, an A plus or like an A minus. So you're really gonna like it. That's exciting. So, yep. Yeah. Good times. So. But um. I'm in. I'm yeah. scarf down some food and then call my parents, see what's going on. All right. Okay. Good deal. Well, let me.